Hey, what up, Long Beach? We ain't got to tell you that things have been changing quickly around these parts. I mean, this week on the pod, we're all of a sudden talking about indoor sports. Football games are being played on a Thursday. We're interviewing a child, and you can no longer be a 500 NFL football team in the regular season. We're going to sort it all out, though. This is the only podcast that updates you on our local schools, their sports teams, and our community at large. As always, we're the 562.org. I am JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardabasio, and I am not hiding a child. We've got my son, uh, Vincent, is going to be on the podcast to talk about what it's been like for elementary school students going back to school in person this week uh, as well, which we have coverage of, by the way, for the Long Beach Post. This podcast produced as part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post where you can go find a ton of education coverage, including some stories about what life was like going back on campus for those elementary school students. I'm Tyler Hendrickson. Got to give a quick shout out to Jeff Fisher, uh, RIP to the seven and nine record uh, in the NFL, as you mentioned, JJ. Um, but yeah, the, the way that we do everything that we do at the 562.org is through the support of the Long Beach community and specifically our donors and subscribers. Uh, March has been a great month uh, as we continue to, to grow our subscriber base. There's still work to be done, but we have added 10 subscribers this month. So thank you to all the new subscribers who have chipped in to say, hey, you know, we appreciate what, what you guys do and, and the coverage that you provide. And we want to see it around um, for years to come. And we're, we're looking at the fall and we're excited about a regular sports season this fall. But we want to make sure we can do everything that we do, bring you the articles, highlight videos, photo galleries, this podcast, everything else that we do as a group. Wanted to give a special shout out to our most recent sponsor or a subscriber that came in today, Erica Suluai. So thank you so much for your support, um, as well as all of our donors, supporters, partners, everyone that works together to make the 562.org a reality. On this podcast, we timestamp it. It's 11 o'clock on a March 31st, Wednesday, a beautiful day in the LBC. Perfect day to get out and do some outdoor activities, but obviously, the breaking news this week is about indoor activities. After months of waiting for some good news, finally Long Beach's high schools, basketball, volleyball, wrestling, and badminton teams are back in action. Mike, you had the breaking news. You got out to Polly, saw some kids actually in the gym working out together. So good to see that. Uh, obviously, like we said, it's been a long wait, but right now with things shaping up to where we could possibly get seasons and postseasons for these sports, it feels like it's been worth that wait. I think, JJ, if the three of us had been on this podcast at any point over the last 12 months and said on March 31st, 2021, you will be looking at football, water polo, cross country, lacrosse, track, basketball, baseball, soccer, badminton, wrestling, all the other sports that we've named happening in April, May, and June, we would have considered that a, a miracle. And I think that um, we cannot gloss over that. Everybody I talked to at Poly this morning where I went to go see the boys basketball team um, that's going to be loaded this year, they all admitted, uh, you know, and when I talked to the Wilson girls basketball coach, Aaron Carey as well, she said the same thing. They'd long since given up hope. I mean, I, I, th these basketball, like they weren't even hanging on, keeping their fingers crossed. I just think everyone had punted. They'd moved on to thinking about travel ball and what they were or weren't going to do. And instead, um, it, it, it really does. It feels almost miraculous to be completely honest with you. I said it about 10 times with Shelton Diggs and John Atkinson, uh, longtime coaches at the poly boys basketball program. I'm just watching practice and I'm watching these D one kids and McDonald's all America. I'm just looking at the coaches going, I literally can't believe that I'm here seeing this 
<laughs> right now because it just felt, I mean, even a month ago, you know, it was just like no chance, no chance the numbers go down enough, no chance the state changes the guidance. Um, and yet here we are. So thanks to the people who got that lawsuit going in San Diego, you know, they got the ball rolling on this and, and sincerely, they got the ball rolling on this. I don't know that indoor sports would have happened without that lawsuit. So it's a, it's a huge deal and we're really fired up about it. Well, that's a, that's a great point, Mike. And I think also something that we can point to is because all of these decisions of sports coming back and, and being able to play has revolved around the case rate, right? And so as that has lowered, we've, we've seen that we're starting, we moved out of the purple tier and we're headed towards the orange tier, which is super exciting. And that's what bodes well for the future of these sports. I mean, we've been talking about, hey, are we going to get a spring playoffs? You know, are we going to have that for outdoor and indoor sports? And really the best way that we can ensure that we continue to get good news about spring sports, about having postseason, about having, you know, more spectators at games. It's to continue to stay vigilant. Uh, obviously, the vaccine rollout has played a massive part in the in the numbers declining, but also it's just stay strong to the finish. You know, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like any race, you know, you don't just give up when you have, when you have a lead, you know, you got to keep it going and cross that finish line. So let's, um, you know, stay vigilant, continue to mask up and make smart choices so that when, when the CIF makes their decision on by April 13th, and as Rob, uh, Rob Weigott has always told me, he is huge on deadlines and I will keep him honest. So when they make that announcement of whether we're going to have, you know, uh, spring playoffs, we want the numbers to look as good as possible, right? You know, we want to have as much justification as possible to give these kids the experience that they were, they, they missed out on last year. All of us did, but especially the kids that we feel terrible for. So, you know, let's do our part to make sure we give the seniors um, and really every, every student the best possible experience over these next couple months. And we have to stay flexible. How many times have we said that on this show the last 12 months? Every time we talk to a coach, they're like, you got to stay flexible. You got to stay fluid. Make sure you're able to adjust on the fly. Blah, blah, blah. Well, still got to do it. Even though these sports are coming back, you still have to stay flexible. For example, I've talked to multiple wrestling coaches about how they've been preparing for a possible season and trying to keep their wrestlers in shape. Wrestling, obviously, very up close and sweaty inside. Probably not great for the COVID era. But all of those coaches thought that there were different protocols in place. One of them said he thought they needed to test every single day. So we're still dealing with the fact that when people are coming back to work and coming back to these teams and coaching them and all that stuff, we're still dealing with the fact that the information has not been completely disseminated because there's literally so much information available. There's still a lot of work to do here, guys. And to be clear, the issue with the indoor testing and the requirements was that the CDPH in response to that, which is the state's health department, in response to that lawsuit where a judge said, this is not fair. You cannot say college athletes have access to indoor sports, but high school athletes don't. Um, what the CDPH said was college style testing and, and uh, mitigation measures had to be put in place. They didn't specify what that was, which is what has led to this sort of cascade of confusion from the state to the county, to the city, to the school district level that we've seen. Um, I believe what we're seeing at the LBUSD is, um, you know, weekly or bi weekly or twice weekly testing, um, you know, the same measures, it, but basketball teams, wrestling teams, it, these teams are smaller. So it's easier to do this kind of stuff, right? Um, it, it, testing a basketball team twice a week might sound like a lot. That's still only half as many tests per week as one football team was getting. Um, so it, it's, it's not the huge lift that we were worried about being, uh, and 
The big news is on Monday at 12.01 a.m., Los Angeles County will be in the orange tier, which I believe is going to move it to where these teams only need to test weekly. And it also means that per the state guidelines, there will be 10% spectator capacity inside the gym. That is going to also need to work its way down from the state to the county to the city health department and the school district. But um, I believe by the time we are seeing league play for these indoor sports, we'll be in a spot where parents get to come and watch the games too, which is a huge deal. That stuff is for the indoor sports and the outdoor sports still going through it. We are going to go through such a strange experience this week because the high school football games are on Thursday after a schedule change last weekend because of positive tests at Long Beach Poly after the game against Lakewood. So Long Beach Poly and Lakewood basically taken off the board, taken off of the schedule, and everybody else is needing to scramble to fill that in, which leaves me covering the Wilson-Jordan football game at Wilson on Thursday, less than a week after Mike and Tyler covered the Wilson-Jordan football game at Jordan on Friday. That's right, two teams playing each other, league game, twice. Two weeks in a row. It's very odd, you guys. We're, we're going through some here. odd stuff. And I think we could definitely see that in the uh, indoor sports, like basketball and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we, we cover college sports, too. It's not rare to see a men's volleyball team play the same team two nights in a row. We could definitely see that. And I don't think that these sports should shy away from that stuff. If that's the only way you're going to get games, get games. Don't worry about who you're playing. Just play. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and it goes back to the point you were making about the flexibility, you know, because things are going to happen kind of outside of our control. Um, and so, you know, back a couple months ago when we weren't sure if there was going to be any high school sports at all this season, it was like, hey, let's let's take what we can get. So let's all remember that, that motivation of like whatever it takes, you know, we'll we'll take whatever we can get and not sort of try to judge everything and be like, well, wouldn't it be better if we did this or why, you know, this isn't totally balanced you know like let's just let's just focus on the kids and maximizing the opportunities and uh hey we'll be there to cover it yes we absolutely will be out and about making sure that you get the highlight videos photo galleries and full reports from all of that but as tyler said earlier we can't do it without your support so please visit the 562.org right now and smash that subscribe button as we just mentioned, Los Angeles County is going into the orange tier on Monday. That means that it is going to be increased capacity for indoor dining. A lot more stuff is going to be opening up. If you are trying to figure out, maybe uh, your family's vaccinated, maybe you guys are ready to step out and have that first celebratory dinner, I'd like to encourage you to think about Naples Rib Company, longtime supporters of ours at the 562. They've been sponsors of our coverage for more than 10 years, but they've also been sponsors of so many other teams and schools in our community. And the community really stepped up to support Naples Rib Company during this difficult last year, um, which is why they're still here and they're still gonna be able to continue to support us and everybody else. So we would like you to go and say thank you when you go for that first meal out, visit Naples Rib Company, tell them we sent you. If you're not yet doing the indoor dining, which is how my family is, um, get a pickup order, get a to-go order, make sure you tip generously as a way of saying thank you to everyone who's going back. Uh, but definitely get down to Naples Rib Company and show them the same support that they show to us. We now bring on our very special guest for the week. He is climbing up the leaderboard with his appearances on What Up Long Beach, and he knows how to distract his uncle JJ while he's trying to do an intro. <laughs> making, making the funniest faces on the other side of this Zoom call, it's Vincent Garabasio. Vinny G, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up? 
<laughs> we got goofy Vinny today. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan, man. We obviously want to talk to you about going back to school, bud. But first of all, as we do with all of our guests, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? You feeling good today? Fine. Vincent has been our, uh, our correspondent, our man on the street for what it's been like being an elementary school student uh, during the Zoom times and the COVID-19 pandemic. Like 14,000 other LBUSD elementary school students, uh, he was home all school year until Monday. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, so he's had two days back at school. Uh, his dad, a.k.a. me, has had a great time taking him to school. Uh, but Vincent, what's it been like for you being back at school? What, what emotions were you feeling going back to school? Uh, it's okay. I was a little bit nervous, and I really missed you. Oh, I miss you too, buddy. What were you What were you nervous about going back to school? It's just I was nervous. That's all I know. What sort of uh, What sort of games did you get to play with your with your friends? I know it's been a while since you've been able to play with your friends with school. What kind of stuff did you do on the first couple of days? Not really anything. On our breaks, we only um, went outside and um, had food, and then um, we played on the grass. We couldn't go on the playground. Was that still nice getting to, I mean, I know you've been playing with me at home during your lunch breaks. Was it nice getting to play with other kids and your friends that you haven't been able to go to school with for a while? Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys play on the grass? Uh, we were just running around. Literally just running around? Are you not allowed to have uh, balls out there? No, just running around. Running around is fun, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, were you excited to see your teacher again? Were you excited to actually be in a classroom and, and, and experience that instead of just doing it stuff on Zoom? Uh, a little, but I missed it. But I really missed Zoom. Did so you really? I'm glad that I it again. Why, why did you miss Zoom? What do you like about it? Uh, the chat. <laughs> you like typing stuff in the chat? Yes. Yes, you've been doing that during this interview as well. Um, is it harder to, was it easier or harder to pay attention when you're in person or when you're on Zoom? In person. Why is that harder? Why is it harder in person? I, I, I meant easier. Oh, it's easier. Is it harder to pay attention on Zoom because you're playing with all the different buttons and stuff? A little. <laughs> well, if you like Zoom so much, what did you miss about the classroom? What did you miss about being in a classroom with your, with your teacher and your, and your fellow students? That's what confuses me, because do you mean in school as in Zoom or in person? In your classroom, and being in the classroom. You know, that's a good point, because you, because half of the time you've spent in school as a second grader, you have spent on in Zoom. So what, what Uncle JJ is asking about is, what are things about being in the classroom with your other uh, classmates and your teacher that are different from Zoom that you missed? Like what's nice about being in the classroom? I just like seeing them and on break, I get to see them too. Basically the only people I see on my breaks when I was on Zoom are the people with their screens off. I mean, on, on. Right, so when you were on Zoom, it was pretty much just you were all in the class together. You didn't really get to hang out in between or at lunch or anything, right? Um, yeah. Which is nice that you get to do a Zoom. What were you doing during your breaks when you were on Zoom? Eating, watching YouTube videos. Do you miss And I know, you, and I know that, that you know that, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, were you watching some of our videos on YouTube? Were you watching our highlights, I hope? Uh, no, but actually, 
once, once on a Friday. Right. Well, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. It was it was the one with me, the first one. But I I really liked the hype video. I watched that a long time ago, and I think I also watched it on that Friday. Well, we got to get you back on there. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you learned this year, Vinny. Like, what do you think? What do you feel like you learned in school this year? Measurement. Oh, okay. Like, uh, like centimeters and inches and all that, all that good stuff. We were estimating, and once we were just measuring with yardsticks and tape measures. Can I interject and say he's literally just naming the thing that they're learning, like currently, like today, like that's what they're working on today <laughs> is measuring. Vinny, what other things have you guys done? Like, what other projects and stuff have you done over the course of the whole school year? Kind of hard to remember because I've been measure because I've been measuring for a really long time. I've also been doing so social studies. Who are you? Oh, you know what Uncle JJ and Uncle Tyler would be really excited to hear about? Who are you about to work on a biography about? Oh, right, Michael Jordan. Whoa, that's pretty sweet. I have a I have a Who is Michael Jordan's book in my classroom, in my desk, at my classroom. Why did you choose why did you, why did you choose Michael Jordan to write about? Because I really like basketball. And in the Who is Michael Jordan, in one of the pages, in one of the pages, it has LeBron James. LeBron's your favorite player, huh, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. He's he's great. My three favorite players are um, on the Lakers are Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. Vincent, how excited are you for the start of baseball season? Are we going to watch a lot of Dodgers games? Yes. Too bad we couldn't have that Dodgers game on. He was angry that Mookie Betts hit two home runs last night and we were not watching uh, spring training against the Angels. And I ex- was explaining to him there's enough baseball games without but also when, watching spring but training. But when UCLA won last night, that that was super exciting. <laughs> Minnie, I want to ask you a little bit, if you don't mind talking about it, I want to ask you a little bit about not just the school stuff, but um, you and a lot of your other friends also had to go kind of a year without really playing sports, without getting to play in real games. Um, and now you're back on a baseball team. You're playing for the Dodgers. What was that like? How excited were you to get to play in real baseball games where you get to you know, hit and wear a uniform and, and, uh, and all that stuff? I was really excited when I got to be on the Dodgers, and I was even more exciting when I got to be number 50. Yeah. Tell us a story about the best play you've made playing baseball so far this year. Well, um, when I, once when I was playing second base on my first game against the Angels, um, I made a really good out. It was like a real, a real out in the, the MLB. <laughs> Did you go, you went to the bag, you, you scooped it and you went to the bag or what? You threw it over to first? Walk us through the play. Um, so when the ball was hit to one of my teammates, I, I ta- he, he tossed it to me and I was really close to not catching it. But then I put my foot on the bag and reached out and I caught it and made it out. Oh, with the stretch? Okay. Okay. Dad was pretty, dad was pretty impressed. It was a good play. It was, it was, it was a very natural play for sure. It was great. Has the last year been hard for you not being able to go to school and play sports or has it been pretty easy? 
a little excited about being on Zoom, but I was also a little bit sad that I that I couldn't be in my classroom. I'll tell you why I I was excited to be on Zoom. First of all, because on lunch breaks I get to play video games with you. <laughs> I think we're supposed to keep that part a little bit of a secret, but yes. <laughs> plus, it's a plus. And, and and what things were, what things were hard about it? What what were things that you you know that you wish were different over the last year? It was a little hard for me to not be in the classroom because I because I had a lot of energy and it was a little hard for me to just sit down. How wiggly would you get? Sometimes I feel like would I come into the room and see you sitting upside down looking at your computer and stuff? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I haven't. I, I can only sit upside down on the couch, yes. not on a chair. When uh, Vinny, for these past couple of days that you've gone to school, do you wish you could stay a little bit longer? I know it's a kind of a short day at school. Do you are you excited to come home, or do you wish you could stay for a couple more hours? I'm excited. I'm excited to come home. First of all, because I get some snacks at the end. And second of all, because I really missed my dad and mom, so I'm so I'm really excited to come home. That's really sweet, dude. You're, you're lucky to have a good dad and a good mom. Uh, so when you're when you're going to school, you mentioned earlier that you were nervous when you went to school. What what walk us through that, dude? What do you mean you were nervous? Because you said you were excited to be able to be on Zoom and have fun and do the chat stuff and everything. But then when you're going back to school, you're, you were feeling nervous. Did you think that your friends weren't going to recognize you? It's just, I just had a feeling that I was nervous. Was it because it was something you hadn't done in a really long time? Like it was like, it was new and it was different? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. There are a lot of times when I don't see some of my friends and the first time I see them, somehow I get nervous. They're and my it friends. It's really hard when one of my friends weren't there. Oh, some of your friends don't didn't come back? Yeah, only just like eight. Actually, I think it was exactly eight. So you have 30 kids in your class. Eight of them came back. Um, do you guys still get to talk to the other kids who are still doing class on Zoom? Or are you just kind of going to see them in the fall, I guess? Um, I think just in the fall. Does your teacher have to be on Zoom while she's teaching you in class? Or is she just teaching um, you guys? Sometimes she does. Yeah? On Mondays. Does that make you wish that you were in the Zoom part and not in the classroom part? A little. But then you get to run around with your friends though, right? Is that is that the best part of coming back to school is being able to get into the grass and run around with your friends? Um. Well, on breaks, I get to do that. And I only have one break at school and one break at home. I didn't really bring a backpack on the first day. They're, they're actually not allowed to bring any anything to school except for their uh, lunch and water bottles. They're not allowed to bring pencils or any materials like that that could be swapped back and forth between kids. Dad, what about on the first day? I had to get a lot of that stuff. So what did you bring back on the first day? Tell them about that. Oh, uh, that it's too many to name. <laughs> Why don't you tell them? You have it on your computer. Uh, he had to bring all of his textbook back. So w when the school year well, started... When the school year started, he had his Chromebook at home and they sent him the full year's worth of textbooks home because we didn't know if he would be back in school this year. And so when he came back to school, 
the Chromebook stays at home. All of the stuff that he writes with paper and pencils, that all stays home. And then he had to bring back almost all those textbooks um, and tell him what dad did. Tell him the dumb thing your dad did. You made me carry all of those stuff. It was really hard. We, uh, I, they said that, you know, he, they don't need backpacks and everything. So we just brought, I carried the books back to school because we walked to school in a tote bag. And I wasn't thinking about the fact that he's got to walk across campus from his check-in gate to his class. <laughs> so he had to drag the tote bag with guys, literally 10 hardcover books <laughs> to the extent that when he brought it home, completely the bottom of it had ripped out and everything. And uh, I think Vinny and I have to buy his mom a new tote bag now. Okay. What was the hardest thing about doing zoom class at home? Was it the internet going out? Was it, your mom and dad being around and bugging you or was it sitting still one the internet going out yeah do you have a story about that do you remember some times when the internet went out while you're in class well once my teacher got kicked out because her internet went out and then someone had to be the host and then you helped me um you helped everyone and then the new host made us the host, so it would be um, so it would kind of be easier. It was kind of that was kind of a dicey day, wasn't it? Yes, because <laughs> it was sort of it was like the kids were just in there uh, in their solo for a little bit. It was def- that was definitely a little dicey. Um, okay, what was your favorite thing that we did at home during lunch? Was it basketball or frisbee or baseball? Can I please choose? Wait, no, no. I you said that it's a secret, so I'm not going to say it. Um, I'd say what, basically- what, it's just that we're not a video game podcast. That's all. We're a sports podcast, so I think people <laughs> want to hear about us playing sports, not playing video games. And also, I don't know that your mom would love hearing about how many video games we played at lunchtime. So I think she already hears. Yeah, I think so too. But she probably doesn't want us to tell the entire rest of the city about it. You know what I mean? Okay, so now comes now comes the point. You can ask us as many questions as you want, okay? So we're, okay. we've come to the part of the interview where you get to be the interviewer. So go ahead. What questions do you have for me or Uncle Tygo or Uncle JJ? What's it like being on Zoom for you? Well, it's kind of hard for us to be completely honest with you. Um, there's things that are good, like we can do more interviews with people we don't normally get to interview because they don't have to come to Long Beach. Um, so we can get guys like Juju or John Ross, the NFL guys who are not, you know, in town. Um, but it's hard for us because normally the three of us get to hang out all the time. And uh, we haven't been able to do that being on Zoom. So the technology is different. Um, you're good at Zoom. We're not good at Zoom. I never used it before. So um, that's why you see you're so good at using the chat and everything else. And the three of us are a little slow. Yeah, it's also just the opposite of what we want to be doing, right? We love going out and covering events and seeing the people of Long Beach and doing the highlight videos and stuff like that. And this is the opposite of that. So we like question we like go- about the question that I just asked. Go, yeah, follow up. That's called a follow up question. Hit it. So, did I ask the question that I asked you guys on the last interview? Oh, yeah, yeah you, I think you did. Yeah, you did. And the answer, the answer is still the same. We we would rather not do this. <laughs> But as you will learn in life, Vinny, when life hands you tools, you have to learn how to use them. Sometimes it's not the tool you want to use, but sometimes you have to, and you have to learn how to do it. Kind of like with measuring, you know, nobody wants to learn the metric system, but sometimes you have to learn it and you have to get down in the nitty gritty and do that. 
Uncle JJ is ready for Uncle JJ is ready for to be a second grade teacher. I like it. You see, you see how you connected the lessons, Vincent? That was expertly done. Vincent, Vincent, is it gonna Vincent? Is it gonna make you sad that like if the virus goes away, you'll never, you will never again in your life do a Zoom classroom. Like you'll well, never do one again. Well, I maybe, I maybe will. How so? When would you do it? When the virus comes back. Do you think the virus is gonna come back? Kids, the kid's smart, man. The kid, the kid is sharp. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's only been around and forming memory for years, and he's already had one, so it's, it's hard your, to. It's, it's just your opinion. Picture a life without this happening can, regularly. Can, right? can I ask you a question? Do you and your friends, do you and the other kids in your class, have you guys talked about the virus? No, not really. Not really. So you don't know what people, how people feel about only it. Only like, basically just once when just I got that cold. I remember that. Yes. Okay. Do you have a, what other questions do you have for the three of us? What are your favorite sports? You can just type it in the chat if you if if you <laughs> if you don't really want to know if you don't want to say it out loud and it can help me keep track. But if you don't know how to use the chat, then um, you can just say it out loud. Vinny, Vinny, you are doing a great job of uh, of what we call segueing into our next segment here on the show because we're going to talk about football and how football is changing. I was raised a football fan first. Football was always my favorite sport, but that's definitely changing recently. So good, good question, dude. I'd probably say baseball, but mostly because I'm just really excited for baseball season. Uh, I would say right now probably basketball. If I had to pick one sport, it would probably be basketball. I'm I'm similar to you, Uncle JJ. I liked football a lot growing up, but have transitioned uh, to enjoying a little bit more baseball. So I would say I would have to lean baseball, but I love a lot of different sports. Um, JJ, what did you say yours was? Baseball. Okay. You taking notes? Uh, I'm typing it down in the chat. He's crunching then- the numbers. You're uh, you're really grasping this audio medium, Vinny. I really, I really, I really think you have a future. In this I know, thing. What what did you say yours was? <laughs> I said baseball, also, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Has being on Zoom taught you how to type a little bit better, Vinny? Do you like typing? Yeah. Well, that's Use a good that's a good skill to have, man. When uh, when we were growing up, they used to teach us how to type on these computer programs, and one of them was a Mario computer program, and you got to what? be watch. Yeah. Right. And you got to be Mario, and the type faster you typed, the faster he would run across the, you know, like a regular Mario game. And then you would jump over the turtles and into the uh, into the tubes and everything. And with a fe- and the best typer would be the best Mario player. <laughs> Dad, w- wait, is it is is it? Can it also be on phones? <laughs> <laughs> because if if it. If it is also on phones, I'm just going to ask my dad to get it on my phone. Oh, that is phenomenal. I'm going to get, next time we hang out, I'm going to get on your phone and I'm going to set it up so the podcast downloads on your phone every single time. (laughs) I'm going to give you Mario, Mario teaches typing and what up Long Beach. I think, I think I, I can just find the 562 on my phone, you know. I'll go get my phone. No, no, no. All right. Our thanks as always to our special elementary school correspondent who comes on because he's my son and he has no choice because I make him come on. Uh, <laughs> Vincent Gardabasio, thank you for coming on and telling us about what uh, what kids have been going through, buddy. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Wait, 
Wait, wait, I have a question. I have another question. When do you think I'm going to be on another podcast? I'll tell you what. When you hit your first home run, you can come back on the podcast. How about that? <laughs> that sounds like a deal to me. Go hit some dingers in, those, in that Dodger uniform, man. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you so much to Vinny for coming on the podcast. Can't wait till he hits that dinger and we can ask him about it on his next appearance on What Up Long Beach. Uh, we also want to shout out our other sponsors over at Ocean Law Center, helping injured people and their families. Visit OceanLawCenter.com for a list of services they provide. Thank you so much to Ocean Law Center for their support of local sports coverage. So at this point, the National Football League can never convince anyone that they care about the safety of their players. Like after all the CTE stuff, and then they talked about adding a game, and now they're adding a game without really considering what it's going to do to these football players because they didn't add a bye week. I, I just think they are past the point of no return when it comes to player safety. And to me, when I get to choose which sport I want to pay attention to, which sport I want to quote-unquote support, football is going to have to go a long way to win me back at this point because the professional ranks, there's a trickle-down effect. And, and the fact that they are not caring about the safety of their players when it comes to how many games they play is a, uh, I don't know, I just can't get past it. I tried for like a day and a half, and I can't do it. How are you guys feeling about it now that the NFL has moved their schedule to 17 weeks? Um, I honestly, to be completely honest with you, this is, uh, it's like another straw, but the camel's back was broken for me quite a while ago, you know, from, from my perspective. I mean, I, I think the... Um, the way that they handled CTE, and I read all the reporting on that about how much they tried to bury that, the studies, you know, the studies that they'd commissioned, that they tried to hide the data from, um, after the way they, they handled uh, Colin Kaepernick and other players who arrived early to America's national reckoning around race, um, you know, I support all the Long Beach guys. Um, I'm, I'm a 49ers fan. I'll always watch 49ers when they're on national TV and Hope that they win, and I'll definitely always catch up with the the Long Beach um, guys in the NFL. But um, yeah, I certainly it's difficult for me to imagine scenarios where I put money from my pocket into uh, the NFLs. I feel much better about doing that as a Laker and a Dodger fan than I do as a as a fan of football for sure. Yeah, I feel I definitely feel similarly. I know we're all kind of like minded on this, and have have had conversations off air about a lot of these things. But um, but yeah, of course we. I mean, we always support you know, our guys, and, and we know how much, you know, careers in the NFL have changed lives and, and helped ch shape communities. You know, I mean, the Long Beach community is certainly better for the NFL and the opportunities provided to some of our most talented and most hardworking athletes. That being said, there's a lot left to be desired from the organization and you are, are not going to catch me in a Rob Lowe fit <laughs> wearing the shield on a hat, <laughs> just uh, sort of standing for the, uh, for the institution. Um, because, you know, there, there are a lot of things that, that should get better and uh, the players are not getting the fair shake, in, in my opinion, in a number of ways, as Mike kind of laid out. So um, it, it shows you uh, that a stronger union is important. And the NFL, interestingly, is kind of a, a almost a microcosm of America in kind of a weird, um, a weird way. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I can't say that I'm excited about adding that extra game without the bye week. Um, I would hope that you know, there would be an opportunity to maybe expand rosters to help spread things out a little bit. But ultimately, I mean, it, everything's so hair trigger with coaching hires and fires, and they're always going to want to put the best guys on the field. 
and you know they're going to go the Thibodeau route. They're not going to really care about the long-term viability of their players. They're going to run them into the ground to try to survive to that next season, right? So um, it's a you know it's a, it's a gladiator sport, as they say, and uh, we do worry about the players in the arena, but obviously we root for and support our Long Beach guys and and hope that they make their money. And that that is one positive is that there will be more games, more revenue, and you know more money going out in contracts. So Vinny asked the question, and it's a perfect question, what's your favorite sport? And I think we all would have put football and blah, blah, blah. We explained it. So now that basketball's at the top of your list, Mike, baseball's at the top of your list, Tyler, and I'm actually going to change my answer. I'm going to go soccer is at the top of my list because soccer is replacing the football, football, that I'm watching on Sundays. I'm more excited to see that NBC 12 p.m., uh, Arsenal Leicester game than I am to watch whatever game they decide to put on channel two that day. I don't know if that's because I just really do love soccer or it's because I'm trying to look for something to fill that void. The production quality of an NFL football game, I think is second to none. It's, it's fantastic. They figured it out. They figured out how to put as many cameras as possible on the thing. They figured out the timeouts. They figured out the challenges, all that stuff. Good for them don't really care anymore. I'm moving on because I also like the production quality of like the EPL on NBC and the fact that you get to see all the games if you want to and all that stuff. So I would probably say soccer for me has, has replaced it because of the day Saturday and Sunday, the EPL on NBC is an easy watch. If you want to Mike, what about you? Yeah, I think one thing I would point out, uh, I mean, your soccer coverage has been tremendous and has gotten better each year over year over year, JJ. And I think all three of us grow into sports through our job as well. Like I've become an enormous fan of volleyball and track and field um, because of the caliber of athletes we've gotten to cover and the sort of direct path. I mean, I, covering the Long Beach State men's, basketball, men's volleyball team the last couple of years when they were winning NCAA championships. Um, now all of a sudden I'm one of those people who has a rooting interest in the player owned, um, pro volleyball league that started as an indoor sport in America. Um, and I feel like I've got, like I said, a real rooting interest there. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of TV, honestly, the NBA, I just think is, it does it so great. The league pass is so awesome. It's so easy to see everything. Um, I know the Lakers stuff is, uh, is still a little bit of a snag for people, but um, I, yeah, I, I just, it's an easy schedule. The NBA has the only talking head show that I can stand with the inside the NBA TNT crew, um, who I love. Um, so yeah, it's definitely taken up a much, much, much bigger wedge of my time. And then Sundays, to be honest with you, part of it is getting older too. Like Sunday is basically the one day my family has where we're not going to be covering games. Um, and everyone is off. So it's like Sunday's much more of a family day. The three of us, it used to be 10 a.m. You're coming over at 9.30 with breakfast, and we're watching football from 9.30 a.m. till 10 p.m. Now, it wasn't <laughs> that long just, ago. No, I know, and it just, but, it hasn't, but it hasn't been that way for a few years. And uh, as excited as I am in the fall to have people over to watch some sports again, I, it's hard to imagine that ever becoming a regular thing um, until we get old and our, you know, we, we get grumpy and we – like the league being mean to players the way that old people seem to get sometimes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. And sh shouts to the uh, garlic rolls getting delivered uh, before the, before the Sunday night game. Um, no, I, th and for me, I'm I, maybe I'm like a volume shooter, but I love just baseball on every day. I love that. And I love like <laughs> day game, like midweek day games where I'm like waking up and it's just like, we got, 
we got baseball at 10 a.m. Who's pitching? I love that. So I'm always, I'm like, uh, you know, I got the MLB TV package so I can watch all the games. It's the only games I can't watch are the local games. <laughs> so I can't watch so Angels stupid. and Dodgers. I, but, it, know, it, it, it I needs to be, it needs to be it, written into, and they can literally do this. It needs to be written into Major League Baseball, NBA, and the NFL that you have to sign a TV deal that above blank percentage of your home market has access to. They literally could do that with one stroke of the pen. It was the kind of the thing that Al Davis was always fighting with the NFL over. Um, you know, the NFL didn't want to let him have a Pepsi sponsorship when the NFL had a Coca-Cola sponsorship league wide, for example. Right. Like they should just write that in because it's so stupid that this unbelievably historic Dodgers team is playing in Los Angeles and not every kid here has a chance to, to watch them. You know, I mean, it's just the dumbest thing. <laughs> it's the right. dumbest thing imaginable. It really is. It's because bad enough that they, it's bad enough that they have to grow up without getting to listen to Vin Scully call Dodger games for the first generation in a while to have to live that reality. And then they also can't even watch the games. I mean, come on, what are we doing to these kids? We're, yeah, we're sending them to the House of Highlights to, to figure out what happened last night. Uh, what, Tyler, Kids, this is what Reddit streams are, you know? <laughs> Tyler, you, you, worked, uh, you worked with the Long Beach State Dirtbags, uh, and I've worked that beat um, as well. And I think going to more baseball games builds that desire to watch more baseball. I don't know if that's true. I could say that that's true for other sports. Maybe, maybe golf. I don't know, because watching people play golf just makes me want to play golf. But, uh, you know, baseball is like a built, you know, like you're, you're right. You're a volume shooter. You want to see it a lot, but it like builds that momentum. The more you watch, the more you want to watch. Is that, is that just me? Or do you think that working with the dirtbags like you did where, dude, you spent that entire weekend at Bull Diamond at Blair Field, were you then wanting to watch more baseball on Monday and Tuesday, like you were saying? The first time I went to uh, the postseason with the dirtbags, we were in Miami, the Miami regional, and we had an off day. And we went and saw the Pirates and the Marlins at Marlins Park on our off day. So clearly, <laughs> I wasn't looking for an escape from baseball. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to cross another ballpark off the list. So that was cool. Um, so, yes, I, I agree with you. I think being at the ballpark and, and, and seeing, especially as you see guys work up the system and then you want to kind of say, like, oh, what's their path to the big leagues? And, you know, you're, you're just – you're buying into the narrative. So I think the more storylines you have, the more ways that you can feel connected of like, Oh, this guy's on a contract year, or, you know, this guy has, you know, started throwing, you know, uh, like a Garrett Cole situation where it's like, Oh, he's starting to throw more fastballs up in the zone and trying to get success doing that. I think the more uh, storylines that you can latch onto in the game, the more that it draws you in and keeps you there. And then especially as someone that that's worked area code games for, the last handful of years, seeing those guys, you know, be first round picks and top prospects and kind of saying like, Oh yeah. I mean, I saw this guy when he was in high school I, and we get that luxury covering the more league and uh, long beach state to where we get to see guys either on opposing teams or on our local teams come through. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the road to the big leagues often comes through long beach. Let's be completely frank about it. It is one of the hot spots for MLB talent development. A lot of, your favorite big leaguers have played at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. No doubt a lot of your favorite athletes in Long Beach right now preparing to play sports, and we're so excited. We're going to have the full crew out for the rest of the month and obviously next month getting you all of the action covered with our videos, our stories, our photo galleries, and everything else. So thank you to everybody who's helped 
at the562.org from the subscribers to other people who have helped get us off the ground and running to make sure that these sports get the coverage that they deserve. Thank you to the Long Beach Post. And thank you, Long Beach. You're just so damn cool. And we have the best jobs in the world. We'll see you soon.